0: Every podcast needs to go from an awkward moment of not existing at all and just being an idea to coming into reality, to being born into this world. And that awkward moment is this episode where there is no structure, there's no expectations. I mean, this is, uh, let's be honest, the episode that nobody's going to listen to. I mean, you're not even listening to this, are you? You're going to skip ahead before I say anything else. Anyway, if you decide not to, I want to spend just a few minutes introducing you to why this show exists and, you know, especially for people in the far-flung future to go back and wonder, how did we get here? First, I want to address the name because, honestly, I had a lot of other better names than this one. I chose to, to use my own name for this podcast, but I decided to go with it because it really frees me up to talk about what I think is the most interesting and or important stuff that I possibly could talk about. There's no restrictions because I set the expectation of a title or of a format. Um, I can explore anything that I really think is going to be interesting. Now there's a huge downside to this is that anybody that's going to listen to it is only going to do it based on name recognition. And I don't have a lot of that. So maybe you found this because of my YouTube channel, because you follow me on Twitter, because you know me in real life. I don't know. Like, it's the internet, right? We find each other. But in this early stage, I'm going to have to count on those other social networks to give you a sense of who I am and why you might be interested in the things I say into a microphone. But on the off chance that you're listening to this anyway and you don't know who I am, hi, my name is Tyler Stallman. And basically, I'm making this show for me, for what I would like to listen to, and hoping there's somebody out there like me that... Happens to have similar topics. I mean, I run into these people in real life, so I'd like to have some of them on the show. But I'm sure you're out there somewhere that you're into photography, design, video production, video games, maybe, computers, technology in general. But when I say technology, I don't exactly mean gadgets. For example, phones. I I do like to talk about phones. I follow phone news, but mostly just my phone, the phone that I'm going to spend a lot of time getting really intimate with and not intimate with. Yeah, not like that. But when you spend a lot of time with a tool or a device, the details really start to matter in the long run. So that's why I become interested in it, because it's a tool that I work with very, very closely. But I really don't care about gadgets for gadget's sake. I I care about what they allow me to do or what it's like to use them. And I also want a place to talk about pop culture stuff that I'm into. I mean, the latest movies that I've liked or not liked, podcasts that I like. I mean, I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts. It's my favorite medium, to be honest. I mean, I spend more time with podcasts than TV shows or, or anything else. Or books that I read, I listen to a lot of audiobooks as well. A lot of my photography work ends up being in the fashion industry, so I may end up talking about some of that stuff, although I'm not sure how it translates into a podcast exactly. But on my YouTube channel, I am doing some men's style things, so we'll see how it all comes together. But right here in this first episode, I've got two big problems. One is that uh, nobody's really heard of me, and I don't even have a topic for this first episode except about myself and my show that I'm starting that's named after me. So this is very self-indulgent, and honestly, you shouldn't be listening to this right now. But if you stick around, I promise it will get more interesting. And this brings me to my second problem is that it's just me right now. I, I really don't listen to any podcasts that are a single host. I have. Um, There are some good ones out there, but it's not something I really stick to. I always prefer group conversations. I think it lends to that feeling of that you're hanging out or kind of giving you some social interaction through your headphones. And I think you get less of that with the one-on-one talk like I'm doing right now or even if I want to prove a point, like if I have an argument to make that I imagine you might disagree with, it's a lot harder or less useful maybe to argue with an imaginary nobody in front of me than to actually work through it with somebody that's you know hopefully smarter than me and able to convince me why I'm wrong. So I will be bringing other people onto the show. They'll be guests, um, but I don't have a co-host. It was something that I thought about doing for a while, but Because I want to cover whatever I'm into, it was kind of hard to find one other person that's into whatever I'm into. But I know some amazing smart people that'll be great to have on here. We have awesome conversations, and we will have them for you. I mean, it's really common for any podcast to need a few episodes to really find its feet and to gain the momentum to go where... It's going to end up going, but this this might be more of a painful transition than that because, hey, guess what? I don't even have any theme music yet, but I do have album art. I actually had it commissioned about a year ago, but I just haven't put it to use because of that whole search for a co-host or search for a theme or theme music. Uh, t- t- like trying to nail down exactly what I want to do meant that I filed it away and wasn't using it. But it's by my friend and extremely talented artist, Tan Kim. You should follow her on Instagram, T A Y E N k-i-m she does amazing work but it's really amazing how hard it can be to start a thing like this to start anything even now when i spend a few seconds thinking about what song i want to choose i it, it can be paralyzing and you can end up doing nothing instead of starting because in this moment before anything exists it you realize how perfect the song you could potentially find could be like the non-existent theme song right now is ideal in my mind, right? Like it's it's exactly right because it's non existent, right? Like, and I wanna kind of wait until something as good as what I can imagine comes along. And of course, I'm guaranteed to be disappointed. That's the only thing that can happen. Or, of course, this is what you can go through internally if you let yourself get too psyched out about this stuff. And to be honest, the biggest reason this hasn't started is because I have a very constrained schedule. That's even part of the reason that our other podcast, Cameras or Whatever, has had such a hard time having a regular schedule is because my schedule is very irregular. So trying to record with another person at specific times is very challenging. What I imagine this could be is that I just sort of grab whatever amount of time I have here and there and... I just kind of go, and if I need a co-host, I pull someone off the street and start yapping at them. I don't know. We'll see how that part pans out. But since there isn't a real topic today other than the show, the the only other piece of content I can really think to fill in here is a little bit of background and bio about me so that I don't have to cram it into other real episodes. So I don't want to be talking about myself all the time. So I'm going to get all of it out of the way at once, quickly, very briefly, I promise. And if you listen to the zero or number one episode of cameras or whatever, a lot of the stuff is covered too. But here is a very rapid fire bio about me. First of all, I live in Calgary, Canada, been here most of my life. And my career has been a mix of going back and forth between freelance and working for companies, usually at a startup level. So jumping back to the beginning quickly, I got a two-year diploma in a technical college learning about digital media production, web design, print design, photography, video, audio, and all at a very general level. Just sort of introducing you to like, the computer can do these things for you if you tell it to. But what I learned in the school wouldn't have counted for much if I hadn't met a great friend there, David, who was was really into photography and filmmaking. And as we worked on projects together, his passion for them really started to spark my interests. And we did some videos for class projects, but the gear to make short films look good was way out of my budget. So instead I got some used still film cameras and uh, focused on stills. Since I was still kind of broke, I got a job in a photo lab. Eventually ended up managing the lab, so I kind of maintained the photo printers and developed everybody's film. So I learned a lot about color theory in that time. And pretty much right after college, I got a job doing web design at iStock Photo. And if you haven't heard of iStock, um, this is the company that basically invented the idea of microstock, where you could license your work for a dollar, or at the time, I mean, before I started, it it was like 10 cents, and I think they had just raised the price to $0.25. Cents. So I was there really quite early on. I think it was employee around number 30. And it was just as the company was starting to hit exponential growth. So it was really great to be right there to see this explosive moment in all of photography, really, in the photo industry, shifting to where anybody can make a living selling their photos. It was really amazing. And it was very frustrating for a lot of traditional photographers that had spent years honing their craft and spent a lot of money on gear. And then they'd see these untrained hobbyists selling their work for pennies online. But there was just so much momentum behind the idea. And it was just so liberating for people that were passionate about photography that it couldn't help but work. And it really did. It was extremely successful. And in 2007, it was sold to Getty Images. So that meant I was then working for Getty Images. And also at that point, my sale of photos on the site started to rival my actual salary. I started to do pretty well from it. So that's when I really started doing more freelance photography and focusing on that. And I left the Getty office for a little while but then I came back in because there was a series of projects coming up that I just had to be a part of. Some of them didn't go anywhere. Uh, one was a music website that was—it was would have been perfect at that time. It was before MySpace had really captured the music industry, which, of course, they weren't able to keep. But we were there at the beginning. The social networks weren't even big, and we had some really great social networking components anyway. It just didn't work out, which is fine, because after that, we ended up building Life.com. And if you don't know what Life magazine is, you need to go visit Wikipedia and then do some Googling and then look at these image archives, because it was the most amazing photography magazine of all time literally the best collection of photos of the 20th century. And Getty Images was partnering with Time Inc. to do this. So I was the lead designer on the Getty side and I'd collaborate with the Time Inc. team in New York to get the stuff done. And what I get an endless amount of amusement out of is if you watch the movie, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, that is about the moment of Life Magazine going from print to digital. It's totally fictionalized. And if you've seen the movie, you probably realize that. But even the setup, the situation of what was happening, of how life was transitioning, that's not not what was happening. Life magazine had already closed years earlier, tried to come back, and uh, it just wasn't really working in print. So this was an attempt to bring the brand back as a website. Anyway, a lot of the scenes in that movie were shot in the life offices that I was working at, at that time, starting the website that they're talking about starting in the movie. So that was really fun to watch. So the website went great. We built something we were all really proud of and we loved and it had a lot of traffic. It was doing well. And unfortunately, the deal just kind of fell apart. Leadership changed at time and they kind of, I don't know, I don't actually know who went sour on the deal, but the partnership just kind of broke up, unfortunately. So now if you go to life.com, it's just like a WordPress site or something, um, it's really too bad they closed what we had built, but uh, it, it was great while well, it lasted. It was an awesome experience and I have a lot of great memories from it. So around this time, uh, we did a few other websites and I should mention like we, um, Bruce Livingstone who founded iStock Photo, I kind of kept working on these projects together with him. So we've collaborated on a lot of different things over the years. So there's a few little projects in this time that I'm forgetting about. And then we did uh, Saatchi Online, which if you know the Saatchi Gallery in London, it was a website to sell art that was based out of LA. And it's fun. It went well. Um, I didn't stick around super long. I just kind of did the initial designs that got it off the ground. And eventually it was sold to demand media. But Bruce was leading it in all that time. I I was really kind of just there at the beginning. And then I went and did other stuff back in Calgary. Also all this time shooting, shooting, shooting. Oh, I guess it was around then as well that I was first starting to do YouTube stuff too. I know I uploaded a video in 2007, which no longer exists, but I was also doing a podcast, like there wasn't this clarity in 2008, 2009 about the difference between YouTube, Vimeo and podcasts, like video podcasts were a big thing then. So I was kind of mixing video podcasts, audio and posting it to YouTube and Vimeo and every other site because nobody was a clear winner yet. Sadly, I let that fade off. I mean, it, it was really fun and it was going well and I don't know why I stopped, but, um, It took me until the last year or two to really get back into it. And then there's two big benchmarks that came after that, both in the same year. I started working with Bruce and Dan and Brianna and a bunch of other friends on a new stock photography project that became Stocksy. If you haven't heard of it, Stocksy is a cooperative stock photo company. So it's actually not a corporation. All the members own shares so as the company succeeds so do the photographers because after iStock was sold to Getty the community really kind of fell apart and it was hard to really trust the site to have your best interest in mind all the time. So this is a way to sort of handcuff the company and the contributors together so that everybody wins and you can build a sustainable career. So that project went really well and I worked there for a few years. But again, in that same year, we'll go back again to 2012 when Stocksy was starting. I also met my soon-to-be wife, Anya B. She had a blog by that name at the time and blogging wasn't really a job thing. Blogging was, you know, a thing you did for fun. It was like when I'd done podcasts or videos or whatever. I mean, it was just it was a thing you do to reach out to a community. But gradually in this time, blogging became a little more serious. It became more of a business opportunity. So as I was working more on Stocksy, I was also working on Anya's blog, and together we grew it into something really amazing. She developed an amazing following, and it kind of opened up the world to us of being able to do all of this fashion and travel and lifestyle photography that we loved doing anyway, but turn it into work. So that's really what I've been doing lately. The last few years has been focused on our business together. Gradually, I did Stocksy less and less. We still license our work there, but I don't work in the office anymore. And that's it. (sighs) That's a lot about me. God, this show is boring off to a rough start. All right, well, then I really better keep this one short. It's just a chance for me to say hello. It's nice to meet you. I'm super glad that you're here. And if you made it this far, there are better things to come. I'd love to see you on the other social networks out there. So you can find me on Twitter at Stallman, S-T-A-L-M-A-N, and Instagram at Stallman. On YouTube, I'm Tyler Stallman, because I somehow couldn't get just the last name. I, I don't know what happened there. And I'll talk to you guys soon in a real episode.